So where there two of there were two of us in the wolf pack. I was alone first in the pack, and then Doug joined in later. And six months ago, when Doug introduced me to you guys, I thought, wait a second, could it be? And now I know for sure. I just added two more guys to my wolf pack. You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? I knew you'd go. Hey, mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! Mom, the meatloaf! Later, when then I uh, le left a message. A message? What number did you call? Two, four, niner, five. Six, seven, I can't hear you, you're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? No, it's Portland. Welcome to The Wolf Pack Show. Oh! This is episode number four. Thank huh? you for listening. How about my boys, Kentucky, guys? Eh? There you eh? go, there you go. Hey they did beat Ohio State, who I had going to the Final Four. As did I. But it's a win-win for me because, number one, I hate Ohio State. So even though they lost, I didn't get any points, but they lost. So I'm cool with it because I can't stand them. I'm cool with it. And for the listeners out there, we are doing this on a Friday. So we Friday, are, we will see. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no more. No more. You're done with, you're done with the Rebecca Black thing. It's been we're retired. Even, it's been retired. Tomorrow, so Saturday. we're going to be behind by the time you listen to it. But right now it's very current and I'm very excited that my boys won tonight. Currently Matt Barnes is in first place in our Facebook bracket. All right. Fix, 56 points. Mike and I are tied for second with 54. Speaking Following close fourth place, Chris Bertoldi pulling up 52 well, Matt's pretty much shot. The only Final Four team he has left is North Carolina. That's yeah. true. But if North Carolina pulls it out, I got it. Dude, I think we all know UConn's going to win it all. So let's just end it here. Stockland, you're the last What? Meal. The women? Dude, nobody cares about the women. Hey, oh. It's all about men's sports. The only people who care about women's sports are the parents of the girls who play on the teams. <laughs> That might be true. I mean, I don't even know like what Kentucky's women did last year or what Alabama's women did last year. I don't. Who won last well, year? Does anybody know? I have no, no idea. Well, no, UConn won the title last year. Uh, but yeah, they did won you like hear nine hundred straight games? Did you hear? Uh, just this past, the women were the UConn women were in the Sweet Sixteen elite. I don't know whatever they were in their tournament, and they were playing at home, and. Wait. Gino, what's his name? The coach of UConn? Gino Smith. Gino, no. no. Gino no. Toretta? I don't know. Whatever his name is. Gino. Oriyama. There Gino Oriyama. Gino Smith? What the heck was I thinking? <laughs> Gino um, Oriyama said the the, stadium, the arena they play in holds about 10,000. There are about 5,000 people there. It's only half full. He starts complaining, you know, blah, 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 blah. They're, our fans are spoiled. They don't come out and see us. And it's like... You're you're not appealing. Quit crying for people to come in. Nobody wants to watch women's yeah, basketball. Women's basketball. It's like I don't I don't you know when when they lost their streak or when when the, they got beat and their streak was broken. He came out and said something about, well, if this was the men, then you know this would be all over everything. But yeah. now it's yeah, like it okay, and now he's like, yeah, but since it's the women, just oh, congratulations. Now go get back in the kitchen where you belong. And I'm like. I'm not telling. Yeah. To, I'm not. Tell, I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as to get back in the kitchen, but well, well no. But I that don't streak, care. I could care less. I 
That's just it. I if could it, care. If it was less. the men, it would be one of the greatest streaks of all time. Exactly. But it's not. It was the women, it's and not. I seriously don't care. That's just that's just how society is. That's just how we think. We don't care about women's sports. Nobody cares about women's sports. Let's move along. <laughs> Speaking of women, we are going to move on to our babe bracket yes. challenge. You know what? It's almost yes. it's almost like caring how well men crochet. You know, we hey, don't care. We're past that now. <laughs> We've moved on. We're on the babe bracket challenge. We might go into that a little bit later if we if we feel like it. What the men's crochet league? Yes, the men's crochet league. I've got the scores. If you guys are ready, when you yeah. guys are ready for an update, I've got the scores of that of that earlier games. What, what earlier games? The crochet league. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to the babe bracket challenge. We are in the sweet sixteen. Huh? Yeah. And first up. Thought of that out by yourself, didn't you? Hey, <laughs> the, the sexy 16, right? Oh, good one. All right. I'll take sexy, it. Sexy, sweet. Wait, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> we could sexy, take more adjectives. Sexy 16? The sexy 16. Okay. All right, that works. We're going to go right off with Stockland's number one seed making a run against his own Kim Kardashian, which is a five seed. So Chris against Chris. Let's just explain to this how this is going to work because I'm actually playing myself. The other three people that will be voting will be the other three members of the Wolfpack. We will not have an outsider. But when we do need an outsider voting, um, we'll cast their vote. Yes, and we have Heather and Bethany voting. Heather is not with us today, but she has written down her votes for us. She's not. She didn't die. She's just out of town. Because <laughs> I'm sure that's Heather's no longer with us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> she had to be out of town uh, before we recorded this, but we made sure we uh, we got her she votes. She has her votes down on a sheet of paper on the inside. She got voted out last tribal council. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, back to it. Stockton against himself. Minka Kelly against Kim Kardashian. Who are you guys going with? Eh? I'm going to go with Minka. I mean, Friday Night Lights style. She may be going all the way. All right. Minka Kelly. Yeah, me too. I think Minka Kelly is a blowout on that one. I think Minka Kelly's a blowout almost all the way to the end. Yeah. That's just my opinion. That's just a tough matchup because Kim's... Ugh. All right, we're going to stay in the Stockland region this time. And it's going to be me against Doug. We're going to have uh, bum, bum, bum. my Natalie Portman against Doug's Emmanuel Shariki. My three-seed against his two-seed. So Two-seed. I'm going to uh, start this off right with... Uh, let's go with Sloan. Uh, Wow, Tolds, you decided that really quickly. So I take it you had a little bit easier time than I did. I think this is a tough matchup for me personally. Natalie Portman versus Emmanuel Shariki. Man. Just think Snow Day. Natalie Portman. Snow Day. Natalie Portman. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Snow Day. And Tolds, oh, I got to take, take Emmanuel on this one. All right, all right. Sorry about that. Scratch out. So Natalie. Emmanuel does move on, but we still want to hear the third vote uh, okay. just to just to see if uh, it was a sweep or it wasn't. So Heather also voted Emmanuel Shariki. <sighs> Bam, three zero. Natalie got shut out. Heartbroken. That's how I do. I'm heartbroken right there. All right, we're moving to the Doug region. We got Doug's number one, Adriana Lima, against Stockland's number four, Marissa Miller. I'm a little nervous about this one. All right, so it's. Tolds, Heather, and I voting on this one. Tolds, who you got? A couple years ago, I came out with a top 10 list of my own of, of women, and Adriana Lima made the top of it. Yes. She's not there right now, hey. but I got I, I to gotta take that respect for her and move her on in this round. Go, Woo. Adriana. All right. All right. Let's hear Heather's vote. Heather. 
voted for Adriana Lima. Oh, really? What? What? <sighs> well, winner. That was my vote too. Three zero against Marissa Miller. Mike that's, is gonna be pissed. That's a little crazy, man. Yeah. You know, I'm, that, I'm a little a, I'm a little upset right now myself. That I was mean, a tough one for me, though. Even though Marissa Miller is is on my team. From the outside looking in, if I had if I had these two people going up against each other, I would choose Marissa. That's just my. This personal is not a opinion. friendly matchup. I, it's I, not. I, when I saw this, I was like, man, I, somebody's gonna be disappointed because. Yeah, All right, it's tough. Whatever, Adriana. That's, that's the way the bracket falls. Let's go. Adriana Lima moves on, yes. and now we're going to the next one. My second seat, Aaron Andrews. Do you guys want? Do you guys want to hear it again against Chris's? Dude, we gotta hear Chris, it again against Chris's. We have to. Chris's three seed. This what, is awful, but do it. What's your name? Olga Kirilenko. Oh, oh come, come on. on! Everybody's so Ew. upset right now. Uh, I was looking forward to that Russian accent again, as we all were. Of course, I was waiting for it. It's incredible. All right, we got Olga Kirilenko against Aaron Andrews. Tolds and I are out. It's up to you guys. What do you guys think? Doug, you wanna you wanna take this one? You got it, Kuh. Okay, Kuh. <laughs> um, man, I gotta go with Aaron Andrews I on too, this one. I too am going with Aaron Andrews. You you took Woo! long enough for both of us. I did. About it. You had time to think about it. Do we want to hear? I know uh, who Heather Let's hear Heather's vote. Yeah, let's hear Heather's. I already pick. know who she picked. Not sure that Heather's a big fan of Aaron Andrews, so she chose Olga. I wonder if she even knows what Olga uh, looks like. She, she probably does. She just chose against Olga. She's probably like not Aaron Andrews. All right, we're moving to the Tolds region. Guys, you just put Olga Kirilenko in the trunk. There yes! it is. Oh, there, that's what we were waiting for. We can, now we can move on. We didn't have the mood right until we got that. Now, I, we, now we're ready to I go. I watched the Sum of All Fears today, and it made me think of you because it was they were Russian. It was the la- it's the last time we're going to get to you know hear her name, so I figured she should you know go out with a little flair. Ben Affleck's an awful actor, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're moving to the Tolds region. We got his number one, Jessica Alba, against his number five, Charlize Theron. So Tolds is out on this one. It's Stockland, Doug, and I voting. Stockland. Man. If we're talking about Jessica Alba in Sin City, I would vote for her, but just straight... Jessica versus Charlize. I'm going to take Charlize. Wow. Oh, I was not expecting that, to be honest. Yeah. I don't really see it as much of a competition. I mean, there's a, that one commercial that Charlize Theron's very attractive in. Dior. Dior. And she's, yeah, whatever. I don't need to tell you what she's doing. She's in it, like throwing jewelry off on the just ground. Taking her, I, don't, she's, I don't understand it. She's I'm walking totally through confused. the apartment taking her clothes off. I it's cool, know. though. It's cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is no competition. It, you know, I think it just goes straight to Alba. Jessica Alba. All right. One to one. It's on me, right? It's on you. Drum roll, please. Jessica Alba. Yeah. All the way. All the way. All right. Trumps her. You're going to go all the way with Jessica Alba? No. No. That's your girl. Thanks. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Moving on in the Tolds region. Thanks, Stockland. We got Kate Beckinsale against Carrie Underwood. Both Stockland picks. We got his six, Kate Beckinsale, against his two, Carrie Underwood. So, Stockland is out. I got to say, I'm a huge fan of the Underworld series. I think anybody who knows what good movies are made of know that those are good movies. All of them. Oscar winners. I want to, I really, 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 really want to choose Kate Beckinsale by Carrie Underwood. 
That's my vote too, Carrie Underwood. And three for Carrie Underwood. Shut up. Carrie Underwood moves on. Win-win for me. All right, we're going to the Matt region. <laughs> I'm playing myself on this one. I got my number one, Scarlet, against my number five, Elizabeth Banks. I am out. What do you guys think? Told what you got on this one. I think this is the hardest one in the whole bracket for me. Are you serious? Yeah, I have a... I love Scarlet, but I have a thing for Elizabeth Banks. She's just one of my favorites. Um, wow. Wow. It really is tough. I'm I'm going to go with Scarlet, though. All right. I, too. I'm, I'm going to go with Scarlet, too. I, I, I watched The Island last night, actually, and it just... Made it con- a concrete decision in my mind. Yeah, it's, she's she's got to be awful movie, Even, but visually stunning. You yeah. watched a movie last night? Yes, I did. Oh, I watch movies when I go to sleep. I don't know, and then I put in Seinfeld. <laughs> Stock one, irrelevant, but it is irrelevant. But I just have a comment on Chris. I can't believe that he would even. I can't believe that you would even contemplate on this. I know you just said that you have a thing for Elizabeth Banks. I honestly don't even understand it. This to me. The hardest matchup was definitely Adriana Lima versus Marissa Miller. That is, you can you can't be wrong with either decision. That's got to be the hardest one. This is nothing compared to that. Yeah, this this is a no brainer. Scarlet, one hundred percent, no questions asked all the way. Elizabeth Banks does nothing for me. So Scarlet. I took Scarlet fifty one forty nine on that one. Whoa, weird. Oh man, that's crazy. But okay, whatever. Scarlet moves on. All right, last round, last one. We got. Stockholm's three seed, Ava Mendez, against his own seven seed, Giselle Bunchen. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. People know who we're talking about. I just say Bunchen because then people know I'm not trying to pronounce it right. <laughs> All right. So, Stockholm's out of this one. I got This is void of Tom Brady, even though I think people know he's not my favorite. I'm a Peyton Manning fan. This has nothing to do with him. I do. I just have this thing for Eva Mendez, so I'm definitely picking her. When you when you called oh. her name out, I just I got mad at you because I was gonna <laughs> pick her. So well, I have Giselle as my pick. So we got tolls on the tiebreaker here. I think I'm gonna go ahead and um, send the bird south for the winter, and I'm gonna let Eva move on in this round. Uh-huh. All right. I didn't understand that reference at all. He, he, I have no clue about that reference. I guess he thinks she looks like a bird. I guess oh. you guys weren't there. Me and Heather were discussing the just girls, the girls on this list, and she. We looked at a picture of Giselle. Cause I was still bitter about Giselle beating Jessica Biel. Don't hate, dude. Don't hate. And Giselle was in her Victoria's Secret getup, and she had kind of like some like fluffy bird looking lingerie, like they have weird <laughs> stuff at those shows, and I was like. That's so fitting. She really does look like a bird. Like, <laughs> so I sent the bird south for the winter. I appreciate it, <laughs> even though we're nearing spring and she's about to come back. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this round of the Babe Bracket Challenge. So what's our final eight? Uh, I was about to tell the listeners. Um, our final eight, tweet us your favorites. Let us know who it is. I'm about to tell you. We got Minka Kelly, Emmanuel Shriki, Adriana Lima. Get some. <laughs> Aaron Andrews, Jessica Alba, Carrie Underwood, Scarlett Johansson, 
and Ava Mendez. I just want to say if there were guys listening to this podcast in their car, they may have just driven off the side of the road after you read all those eight names. That is a in tremendous a group of women. They are getting it's it is there were good. many accidents caused by you reading those na- eight names in a row. Tweet us your favorites. Tell you who, tell us who you think should win. I mean, it's not going to matter because you don't get a vote. Only we get votes. But to- <laughs> what a jerk! All right. Well, we are done with that. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about some cool stuff. So stick with us. Cool. All right. C- cool. All right. Here's a little bit of Nelly. Just a dream. Welcome back to the Wolfpack Show. After that little bit of Nelly, we are going to get into some sports talk, some college football specifically. We were talking about Ohio State earlier, and if you haven't heard, Jim Trestle from Ohio State is uh, getting into a little bit more trouble now. Um, Some Ohio State players were selling old memorabilia from bowl games and such for tattoos and stuff like that, which is illegal. And Jim Tressel has been covering it up, and more and more things are unfolding on the situation. And uh, we're just we're gonna we're gonna discuss it for a little bit. I guess the one thing that makes me the most mad, and me coming from the background of I just don't like Ohio State. I'm a Michigan fan. Um, you know, SEC <laughs> SEC football fan. Which Jim Harbaugh, Michigan man. <laughs> Anyways. I'm, a, I'm an SEC football fan, which, you know, just being an SEC fan, and you hear, you know the schedule we go through. We always end up getting to the BCS, winning big games and everything, and Ohio State goes through their little cupcake Big Ten schedule and, you know, always ranked one of the top five teams. It's just annoying. I just don't like Ohio State. But on the other end of it, Ohio State has just seen one of the all-American programs for a, for a public school, a public state school. They're seen as one of the, the better programs to go to you know and then they get this football coach that he's all about morality he wear he wears the sweater vest that you know just that 1950s 1960s good old boy look very clean very clean cut yeah he preaches morality he wears his little wwjd what would jesus do bracelet does he and really he's yeah he every oh. anytime every game every game i don't know if he wears it every day but at least every game he wears he actually it. consults jesus on what play to run next but sometimes um, Sometimes Jesus makes a bad call. Is, Je- is he wearing a headset? Jesus has a conflict when they play Notre Dame. Sometimes though, he doesn't know who to go for. <laughs> yeah, it's like Home touchdown team. Jesus versus like versus you know sweater vest Jesus. Sweater vest Jesus. So, but but the thing it just makes me mad because it's like you present this image, and this even goes back to the whole BYU Davies thing we discussed before. You present this image of of wanting to do 
the, the right thing and the moral thing. And some of the people that are giving you this image are the worst ones. They're the ones that are just talking, doing the exact hypocritical thing, the exact opposite thing right behind your back. And they still get the credit of of being the good guy all the way throughout it. Ohio State is one of those programs I like to see them fall every time they can. I love to see them lose. I was so glad when Kentucky beat them today. Oh, I have glorious. It, it it makes me so mad just watching it. Like I don't know. I I get mad to the point that I I just want to say things that I know I shouldn't say. And what's even worse is ESPN and a lot of major major news sources won't even cover it. That's actually one of my biggest gripes. I I know we've talked about this not on the podcast, but I mean, I've expressed to you guys my my gripes about this situation. I mean, I can't stand Ohio State. I'm I'm a Minnesota fan, so I mean, I'm in, I'm in the Big Ten and stuff like that. But I just I can't stand them. But ESPN has just failed in in so many aspects of this of this entire story from the very beginning. We get, we were watching. Uh, sports center and stuff like that and we would watch the ohio state headlines and would they or would they not just be on the bottom line very brief just a little tiny blurb about jim trestle possibly um violating ncaa you know violations and stuff like that and i've seen them talk about it a little bit but it'll be like one little segment they, they'll talk more about barry bonds than they will about jim trestle exactly and when you know the emails came out they came out you know kind of day one with this whole jim trestle thing when he had these emails because that was the main evidence against him sports center took i believe four or five days to even mention these emails these you know just emails that were just the hardest evidence against him i just i can't stand the coverage it almost seems like there's like a bias a bias there, and it, it just annoys me to no end because they will take something that is so minute in another conference such as... SEC? the Yeah, like the SEC with like Bruce Pearl just taking these kids to a barbecue, and he totally admitted to it, and it was top headline news for like two weeks straight. They're and still then, talking about Cam Newton. Yeah, and Jim Trestle comes out with this supposed cover-up of major NCAA violations, and SportsCenter tosses it across the, the craw- bottom the line. The crawler, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's my biggest gripe about it. I mean, I just can't stand it. I mean, if it's news, if it's sports news, report it. Stop having these biases. Well, I've got some news right here that pertains to uh, some Ohio State. The biggest Ohio State fan on TV, uh, Kirk Herbstreet, is actually moving out of Columbus, Ohio. Where's he? Where's he moving to? He is moving to our current home of Nashville, Tennessee. No way. Really? Yes. Maybe he, we'll see. Uh, wow. I've got a little news right here. Kirk Herbstreit and his family moved out of Central Ohio yesterday. This was as of March fourteenth, twenty eleven. A change that ESPN college football analyst said he had pondered for three years. So apparently, he's been thinking about it for a while. Um, they don't even have ESPN radio here. Yeah, which maybe his maybe his coming here will change that. But he said that it was because of the constant criticism. He is received from a vocal minority of Ohio State fans who don't understand that his job at the network demands objectivity and fairness. It kind of makes sense. I kind of understand it. You know, it seems a little fishy that, you know, he's been thinking about this for so long. Somebody who is so, uh, somebody who's obviously he's pretty well off, you know, if you work for ESPN, you're such a major guy. It shouldn't be that hard for you to get out of somewhere and move to another place. You know, 
you, there could be some random uh, theories out there, conspiracy theories, that he might be doing this because there's so much brewing around the Ohio State. There might be a lot more underneath all these emails and crap. I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist. Like, some of this stuff that some people think of is just ridiculous, but I think the timing, literally. That's exactly what it is. The yeah. timing of the whole Jim Trestle emails and, and now this whole of forwarding emails to... Uh, Terrell Pryor's mentor or whatever. I do honestly. I think it's just a little bit too convenient for uh, Herbie to to move out. And I also think it's it's very odd for Ohio State being the 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 massive university and the massive community and and the pride they have to drive one of their own out of the own town that they're in. That they're based in, like they literally, apparently, according to him, they are driving him out of his like living situation. Like that just seems a little ridiculous to me. And and why would Ohio State fans do that? Apparently, it's only a minority, according to you. But apparently, it, it's enough of a minority to to um, make him move, which is not by any means small. I mean, he's uprooting his entire family to move out of Ohio State. That's a big deal. I I I just think there's just something else there just other than just uh you know what, these Ohio State fans, they don't see that I have to be objective on ESPN, so I'm moving. Like I just I I don't know. I just I don't quite buy it. Well, if 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 it is indeed a conspiracy or something behind it, how long do you give it before we find out what the real truth is? Well, with all NCAA violations, we we all know that as we sit here right now on a Friday night or Saturday morning, whatever it is, I mean, because we we usually record this podcast late, there are NCAA AA violations going on right now that (laughs) that we do not know about. I probably give it a year, year and a half before we figure out exactly what goes on. And for the NCAA AA violations that are going on right now, the same amount of time frame, it usually seems to be pretty consistent. Um, probably a year, year and a half before we actually figure out. You think it'll be that long? I do. I personally do. All right. When we come back, we're going to start talking about Rocket Town. We're going to bring it local. We're going to talk about Rocket Town. Enjoy some Weezer. Stick around. Back to the Wolfpack show. I love that song. What was that? I was oh. singing Say It Ain't So. It's a good song. It was Say It Ain't So by Weezer is what we were playing. Uh, yeah, it's my baby. Uh, we're going to bring it local. Ooh-wee, you, I look just like Buddy. I'm huh? oh, sorry, sorry. All right. Yeah, we're done with that. All right, we're going to bring it local real quick. Um, anybody that has ever been to Nashville to see a show has probably been to Rocket Town, mm-hmm. the venue. It's probably, you know, with the new renovations... One of the best small venues to possibly play in or go see a show in. It's absolutely incredible the way the setup they have there. 
it is Christian owned and operated and they have just recently put into effect uh, a ban on bands who cuss and stuff like that. Am I wrong on it's, that? It's, they haven't passed it yet? I think it's actually like a, it's a little bit bigger deal than that. From what I gather, and Rocket Town's been pretty hush-hush about this, or at least the people that are in charge, um, a, lot of, a lot of people that don't really necessarily understand how it goes, there's actually a board at Rocket Town, um, which you can imagine uh, Michael W. Smith started it in 2000, uh, I think it was 19... Start the first Rocket Town originally. Rocket Town was opened in Franklin, Tennessee, in 1994, 1995-ish, and it was uh, he created Michael W. Smith, this Christian artist, created it to be a safe drug and alcohol-free place for teenagers to hang out. Um, and they've had a mission statement since their inception, and I'm going to read it to you real quick. Mission: Rocket Town shares Christ's love with youth through creative programs and mentoring relationships that are culture- culturally relevant and eternally significant. Now. Keep that in mind when you're thinking of Christians, eternally significant. Um, I, I think that's where this kind of um, kind of all start. Uh, this is where this whole issue kind of has started. The board has, let me just read you what the note from Rocketown says. Thank you for caring so much about Rocketown. We love all of you and think it's amazing. You want to share your thoughts and views with the board and staff. Um, they, Rocketown has been and always will be, will continue to be a faith-based venue that invites and welcomes all kids and their respective viewpoints. However, we want to make sure that we are being true to our mission, which I just read you, in all that we do, which is to share Christ's love through creative programs and mentoring relationships that are culturally relevant and eternally significant. Christian and non-Christian bands of varying genres will continue to play here, but we will more intentionally uphold our long-standing policies and guidelines that support that support our mission. Um, the guidelines, I think we've we're familiar with them, and a lot of venues are like that, not just Christian venues, where they don't want cussing or derogatory language and stuff like that. Um, and it's it's recently before I, did, I think they were a little bit um, less less serious or strenuous I guess with their band selection and stuff like that. And one of the, one of the now recently when it's this has come out they're kind of they're going to stop this band or a few bands from playing at Rocket Town. There's actually a band that I'm on their Facebook now and there's a bunch of kids talking about. Uh, there's this band I've never heard of them. Apparently they're big. Asking Alexandria. Have you guys ever heard of them? I've never. No, no they're no from they're from the UK. Um, and they're they're pretty much metal. I mean, anybody that goes there now pretty much knows that most of the bands that play are metal. Chug, 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 yeah, chug, chug chugs. Chug, and chug. the they were the band chug, was chug, asked. Chug. Sorry, I'm doing my own breakdown. <laughs> Keep going. The band was asked to not play Rocket Town, but they're headlining a tour that was coming, and so the show was going to go on without the headliner, and they would get somebody else to headline. But then they decided to move the show to the Canary Ballroom, which is an 18 plus venue. Half the kids that go to Rocket Town, I mean, that's one of the cool things about Rocket Town. It's an all ages venue. Mm. Um, now, a lot of these kids aren't able to go to see some of these bands they want to see because Rocket Town's not allowing them to awesome. play. Which something I want to ask you guys is keeping keeping the mission statement in mind, keeping the reason Rocket Town was started from the very beginning. What do you guys think about all this? It's not so simple that oh, there are some psycho people somewhere that don't want to hear cussing at Rocket Town. Um, so they don't want these bands to play. It's that Rocket Town, fortunately, unfortunately, whichever you want to look at it, actually stands for something, and they've got to uphold, uphold that, and that may mean not allowing certain bands to play. But I don't think you construct a ministry off of programs. That's something that that churches have done to, I guess, to feel like they're doing something. To, 
but I don't think in the end, I don't think you're reaching anybody. It's it's a good way of keeping keeping kids in the church in the church, but you're not if your goal as a ministry is to reach people outside the church, the programs are cheesy. You're not you're not reaching anybody by that. So I don't think kicking the bad out, kicking the the problems out, I don't think that's solving it. You want to bring the good in. If if you're a ministry, you're trying to bring the good news to people. You're not trying to kick all the bad people out because the bad people are the ones you're trying to reach. And you say by trying to bring the good news to people, you're cool with them, like letting the bands on stage that cuss and and uh, and other things like that. I think Rocket Town itself, if they want to promote what they want to do, if they have that mission statement, I think I'm fine with them deciding who they want to let on stage because whoever they let on stage, in a sense, they're letting them be the face of Rocket Town. Does that make sense? They're letting them promote what Rocket Town wants to promote. And if Rocket Town decides, hey, you know what? This band is not going to promote what we want to promote. This band is not going to promote what we want to promote. Then we shouldn't let them on stage. And they should have that choice. They do have that choice. But, I mean, it's a business decision. And that's fine. But as a ministry, your business decisions shouldn't... We talked about not using the word alienate. You don't want to alienate, but you don't want to segregate. You don't want to... You don't you don't want to push those people out because if you push them if if you kick the bands out then there is a group of people that want to see those bands that even for that one night that one moment you're pushing them out because they're going to go follow that bands they're they're going to go follow that band those bands you know whoever they want to see and for that one night that is an opportunity that you're losing if you're a ministry to be a ministry I completely understand like that argument right there. If you're you're pushing the bands out, you're pushing those fans out. I've been to shows at Rocket Town. You've been to shows at Rocket Town. I think everybody in this room has been to a show at Rocket Town. We've gone to see bands that, you know, have been quote unquote Christian bands. We've gone to see bands that that haven't been and that that have said, you know, curse words on stage or not. But I think both of those shows have been the exact same. I think by Rocket Town taking those bands that are cursing on stage or not promoting what they want to promote, I honestly I don't think they're losing anything because even when they had them in their venue, they weren't almost capitalizing on like what they what they want to do because if you're at a show, somebody coming up and asking you while you're listening to the show or at the end of the show, like as you're leaving, what do you know about Jesus or something like that? Like that, that's, that wasn't what was happening. I just think rocket town is saying, you know what? We are no longer going to let people on stage that do not promote the values that we want to promote. To, and to speak to that, I think something had to have happened to start this um, through some of the, some of the things I've been seeing on Facebook. And I, I, I think it was on Twitter even, um, I think the people, the board, people behind Rocket Town, something happened that they were like, "This is the last straw. Something, something's, something's got to be done about this." And they've finally been like, "We're just not going to allow this to happen." And maybe setting our foot down. Something I saw is that it, it looked like 
a band that now has been asked not to come back to Rockettown. I think a band asked, they were playing a show and they said that they weren't going to play an encore last song until they got five bras thrown on stage. Putting yourself in Rockettown's shoes, I think we all agree. If if a band were to say that, and you're a Christian, you you're really a Christian venue. If a band were to do that, you'd have to be like, we can't ask you. We we have to ask you not to play here again. I think Rocket Town as an organization, by them asking bands not to play or not to curse or not having them come back or having bands that have cursed in the past and and refuse not to. And promoting what they want to promote, having bands play that promote what they want to promote, even if it's not exactly the same, even if they're just following the rules of Rocket Town, that in itself is a ministry to the kids that are going to these shows. Like that is their ministry, even though it's it's not a specific and defined program like having people hand out pamphlets having people have bibles and hitting people over the heads as they walk out the doors from the concert by them regulating who can go on stage and who can't they are promoting their ministry they are ministering to the kids who come and see the shows and but that's not a ministry that's a that is a a moral, wholesome environment that you're setting up, and I, I'm not disagreeing with that. But that's not a ministry. But I think, but I think, by setting up a moral, wholesome environment and promoting a moral, wholesome environment is a ministry in itself, even if it's not 100% defined. That is a ministry to kids because it shows them an example of of how to act, of how to be, of 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 not to curse, of not of not to take off your bra and throw it on stage. <laughs> I mean, that is a ministry, even though it's it's not all about Jesus and all about this and all about that. They're promoting something that they want to promote, and I I think they're they're ministering to kids in a way. They're not. That's not a Christian ministry. That is a that is a a moral standard that I have no problems with that. That's not what their mission statement says. They said, we want to be a Christian ministry to the youth of, of this area. A Christian ministry would, would reach the way Christ would reach to those people, which is not, I mean, he would do the moral things. He would say, you know, these are, this is what the Bible says. These are things we want to do. These are things we don't want to do. But he's not just going to say, okay, well, you want to just come to my house, and you can't do these things, you can do these things, come play around for a little bit, and then go home. No. If, if you come into Jesus' house, whether that be church or you know his actual house somewhere, he's going to be teaching you about him. Where's his house? I think... Uh, it's on uh, it's a Second big, and Broadway. Big house with lots, lots and lots, lots of, of rooms. rooms. Yeah. Nice. It, that brings me to a point, like, you know, uh, and... Uh, I know this isn't true, but I was thinking they were only going to have like Christian bands there. I was thinking that's the thing. There are no good like Christian Christian bands now. I are we really opening this can of worms? No, we're not. We can't All right, open continue this. you guys' conversation. That's I was just that's not. I was a, sitting on the sidelines just thinking about that, but is we're not. Even the thing is, you got these rules and everything, and it's not like we just have these rules just because. By knowing that this is a Christian venue, and I've been to shows before where where um, that chick with the purple hair I really, I should know her name I guess the chick with the blonde hair, blonde and purple hair she she's always at the door and stuff like that she'll get up there and let everybody know there's Bible study going on and stuff like that she'll say we're we're doing this because of this 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 or whatever having these rules there 
is not just to have these rules and not to do things. It's because of this, because of our relationship with God, we have these rules. Because this is what we believe. This is what we've been told in our Bible. The Bible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because, I mean, you guys only heard a couple minutes of it, but we debated this pre-show for like three hours and we're just gonna have to agree to disagree but if you would like to tweet us with your thoughts tell us what you guys think uh we'll we'll converse about this later but right now we're gonna take a well-needed break and come back with a special edition of the wolf blitzer the wolf blitzer stay tuned here's some new fun glory for you Right, welcome back to the Wolfpack Show. We're <laughs> Andrew was ready to do the Wolf Blitzer. No. We are going to get into the Wolf. The Wolf Blitzer. This one is a special edition, and at this state, we have been working on this podcast for like five hours because we had that huge debate. We are all kind of delirious and just ready to end. But I got a surprise. I got a curveball. In oh, no. Charlie Sheen's words, oh, curveball. No. We were talking about doing some kind of quiz or something like that. We're doing a lyrics game. Ooh. So this Yikes. is a competition. Each person gets two I'm turns. Scared. I'm You're talking about like a don't forget the lyrics type deal? I forget Close. my band's lyrics I'll all explain. the time. I'll explain if you guys just let, just let me explain. Okay. Nervous. There's three points involved in each turn. Everybody has two turns. First point is the band. Second point is the song. Third point is the next line of the lyrics. And I would be the so we get so we get a maximum of three points per maximum of three points okay. per turn, and so I'm gonna read you a line. The first round's somewhat easy. The second round is a little bit harder. I'm gonna read you a line, and you can do it in any order you want, as long as you get all three of them. You guys ready to go? Let's do it. All man. right, I'm, like fun. <laughs> I'm gonna sound like an idiot. All right, here goes first. Told us up first. Drive the point home. Send more letters. Pray tomorrow ends up better. All right. Blink-182. All right. One second. Every time I look for you. All right. Nice. All right, three points for Chris. Crap, that sounded hard. I didn't know that. Andrew, <laughs> we're on Doug. If you're leaving me the cigarettes, I already got the lighter and the keys. Oh, I know it. Hold on. Hold on. I know this. If you leave me the cigarettes. 10 seconds. <laughs> it's in Berlin. I know that. One point. Um, Five seconds. Chris got a long time. I'll give you an extra five seconds. God. I, for, I don't know. Freak. I don't know. 
she packs her boxes, he knows that she's serious. Serious near. There is no mathematics to that. Yeah. Alright. We're on to Chris. That's a C isn't it? What was the song? Uh there is no mathematics to lost in love. Amberlin. We're on to Stockland. Oh boy. Something I've been keeping locked away behind my lips. Let me say it. Fifteen seconds. It sounds familiar, but I'm not I have no idea. Uh yellow card. Something I've been keeping locked away behind my lips. Breathing. I can feel it breaking free with each and every kiss. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, All right. I mean, yeah, okay. Makes sense now, but yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to do this. This is nah. hard. All right. Back to Tolds. This is the tough round. I Great. want to be known oh, for great. my hits, not just my misses. Fallout Boy. All right. Got a point. <laughs> This. I've got seconds. a, I've got a dark alley and a bad idea that something or other. It's close, close enough. Finish the line. You got five seconds. Well, give me the line again. I want to be known for my hits, not just my misses. I don't, I don't remember. All right, took a shot and didn't even come close. Is the answer that I was looking. It's for. hard because it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right, Andrew. Oh no. Flashback on the girl as we montage every memory. I can hear. I, I can, can hear the I melody. Hear the, of it. I can oh, hear I know the, the singer singing it in my head. I know the band and I know the song. Say it again, Matt. Just flashback me. on the girl as we montage every memory. Fifteen seconds. Oh, I know all. It's classic crime, right? No crap. Hold on. Hold on. Get another chance. 10 seconds. Oh. Who says you get another chance? I do. Shut up. <laughs> Five seconds. God, I got the song in my head right now. Pass it, Chris. And we bleed out in the bathroom sink, and we fade out as the soundtrack sings Black Cat Mayday Parade. Parade. Dang it. All right. I hope you're keeping track of your points. because uh, One point. Uh, zero. All right. God. Hit me with Here it. we go. <laughs> get him, Matt. Here get him. Without... A passing glance without the slightest sigh. Oh my gosh. I've heard this. <laughs> I know the lyric. I do not. I don't know. No. 15 I seconds. <laughs> I can hear it singing in my head, but I, I, have, I have no clue. Isn't this a good wolf blitzer? Yeah, dude, this is tough. I have zero points. I'm gonna end up with zero points because apparently I'm horrible at this game. <laughs> Not last. I, I I knew both lyrics. They both sang it in my I'll head. I'll give you the I, next line. Have... See if you can finish it out without moving your hands, without the softest cry. Dude, it sounds so so flippin' familiar. The song's but I... called "Wearing Thin." Okay. Who's it by? I have no idea, dude. Where the scenes forever. Go mm. your own way. I'll be, be with, with you. you. Yep. All right, who won? Chris won, but I got second, close second. I got zero points. Chris got like six (laughs) points. It's harder than you think, isn't it? Because you got the melody in your head and you can't get it. Oh, I don't know. Oh, man, that is a tough one. It's a tough one. Good good choice. The champ. (laughs) But that's it for this edition of The Wolf Blitzer. (laughs) The Wolf Blitzer! (laughs) And uh, the lyric game that I just decided to come up with. And, uh... 
Yeah. What time is it? Does anybody know what time it is? It is. It's 3.40. I'm going to bed. See you guys later. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Tweet us at The Wolfpack Show. We're about to make a Facebook page, so look out for that. We have 144 downloads so far, which that's a lot to us. 144 downloads. So obviously there are some people listening, and we're still lacking in Twitter followers. We want to hear your opinions. We want to hear what you have to say. And we need some things to talk about because, frankly, we're running out. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. If I say go your own way